everybody's so busy jumping up and down and raising their hand build the foundation look what you did with social proof you build it and they will come and podcasting is the new terrestrial radio i say that all the time ad revenue sales that's the machine Right? Like a lot of people, how do you make money? Ads. Joe Rogan is signing a new deal with the audio streaming giant. The Wall Street Journal saying it's valued at up to $250 million, which would be more than his prior deal, which was rumored at around $200 million. But what's even more interesting to me is that through this deal, Spotify is going to distribute the podcast to other platforms. That includes Apple. It includes YouTube, which is going to actually house the video portion of Joe Rogan's podcast. You can't be scared to ask. Ask. And I'm the voice in the corner like, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's ask for it. One of three things are going to happen, David. You're going to get a yes, you're going to get a no, or you're going to get a maybe, and that's negotiation. Law school doesn't teach you to be a lawyer. It teaches you to think in a different way than a lot of people. That's good. Nobody's going to shake you from your vision. That's the core. That's the foundation. You have to sleep, eat, dream it, be broke for it, be called crazy for it. So if somebody comes, you get a couple of jabs on the side. That's not going to scare you. I'm about to give a lot of game. Let's go. Let's go. We need it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast, man. We have another, another, another one. Another one. I got a chance to talk to this young lady at a dinner right before InvestFest, and she was uh, explaining how she's well actually I think Rashad and Troy introduced me to you say you know that's our attorney handles our legal matters and things of that nature and I'm like woo <laughs> things can get deep when you start talking about legal stuff <laughs> uh, Amy is an, specifically an entertainment attorney yes. and uh, you keep your clients out of trouble am I right that is the hope David <laughs> oh, look, the hope is we, like I said, it's better for us to be proactive than reactive. So we're not even thinking about trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but trouble cometh. You already know. Okay. Yo, first, <laughs> let me start right here. There is a lot of, and I'm seeing it more and more often, there's a lot of defamation. Oh. Uh, there's a lot of defamation suits going on these days. I mean, you know, like, first of all, let me big you up. Uh, congrats on everything you, you're doing. Thank I'm you. so glad we got to sit down. And um, talk. The guys have said nothing but great things about you. Uh, so yeah. I always love to build personally. Before even starting, I wanted to say that um, I'm just glad we got the vibe of that dinner. And you were like, "You got to come on." I was like, "Say less. Let me know when." Yeah, because <laughs> you're not you're not formally like a person in front of the camera like that anyway, though, right? No, I usually like have been behind the scenes, but you know, I'm just really grateful and blessed to be around uh, people like you know Rashad, Troy, and Michael. You know, Abdullah, Danielle, all the whole team. You know, the squad. Yeah, for sure. They were like, "It's time." So. Yeah. Uh, they had me on the podcast last mm -hmm. year. Then they had me speaking investments. Yeah. So I I can show up and shine if I need to, David. Yeah. But like I'm cool behind the scenes. But I'm learning as well. Like I know my role. My mm -hmm. role is to support you all. Like yeah. in as talent as the creators, I am okay. You know, um, being behind the scenes. But I do know, and I've been hearing a lot that um, sometimes you got to step out of the shadows. Yeah, for because sure. Because somebody needs to see a little black girl needs to see that hey, I could do this too. Because yeah. they don't think that we could be in certain rooms sometimes. And then mm -hmm. I'm a black woman. The guys and all my clients have consciously chosen, which I'm very blessed and grateful, to work with a black woman. So I need yeah. somebody behind me to see that. So off the strength of that, here I am. I like that. <laughs> and what is your message? What is the message that you're trying to get out to your community or the people that listen to you? It is about, um, I would say, empowerment 
and education. And that's loaded, but my piece of the pie, my niche are entertainment. Entertainers. I started out as a music lawyer, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I have to tell this story. Music is my first love. Even going back further, I was a trained dancer and really? uh, did not pursue that. If you told me I was going to Alvin Ailey, like that was the dream. Mm -hmm. But you have to get into dance programs to do that. And I didn't. <laughs> I, didn't. <laughs> I did not from high school to college. Um, but it was a blessing in disguise because I said I committed to myself saying, like, if I didn't do it, I have to be in it. Mm -hmm. So I, I wasn't one of those entertainment attorneys who stumbled upon it. I didn't know how I was going to get there, mm -hmm. but I knew I needed to get there. So that's first by saying, like, I have committed since I was 18 to being like, OK, I got to make a career out of entertainment. Yeah. I don't know what I don't have any lawyers in my family. So I was like, OK, I've always been told I'm the youngest five. Mm -hmm. I was like, you banter, you argue a lot. You're right. a little bossy. Like, <laughs> so it's like attorney, attorney, that's right? Like, you know, the stuff, all the stuff that people say, all oh, you argue, you be an attorney. Right. So I just took that and I was like, but honestly, I love to advocate for people, David. Like, yeah. I love it. So I'm okay being behind the scenes. I'm usually one of those handful of trusted core advisors. And I take that very seriously because as you well know, as you all obtain a success and you grow, it's harder and harder to trust people. It's harder to talk to somebody. Sure. So I'm very blessed to be one of those people where anybody I work with, I pray they feel that way, that they yeah. can talk to me. I have the vested interest. So it's to answer your question, it's to empower and it's to educate. And for our community, it's knowing like keeping our intellectual property. Like I was walking in the studio. I love the saying that's there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, consumers will be consumers and, and then uh, they consume content Yeah, and then content creators are content creators and they are the ones who are the machine what you're doing oh, sure. what earn your leisure is doing what 85 south is doing what my clients in the music side are doing you all keep the world going around but like a lot of our people as black people we are consumers unfortunately yeah. so yeah. my messaging is stop being consumers and be creators i love that i love that okay <laughs> i want i want to dive in because i have a bunch of things that i i want to talk about uh, um namely kind of some of the things that creators are putting out there, even saying okay. out there, I'm realizing too that uh, even some of the copy on your website can get yeah. you jammed up. But first, I'm seeing more and more often um, there are uh, defamation yeah. suits coming. Like It's like they're popping up left yeah. and right, yeah. which I think is cool because I don't... I don't talk bad about nobody, but I feel like the people that talk bad about people, they some of these happen. Yeah. But anyway, so like what's happening in this space right now? It is, you know, we're in the age in the world of everybody has an opinion. Yeah. The, the difference is we all used to have opinions, but like we didn't have this massive platform of social yeah. media. So defamation suits are very tricky, David, because we live I'm speaking specifically, I know this goes all over the world, but yeah. we're speaking in the United States. Yeah. One thing this country does is protect the freedom of speech. Yeah. So off the strength of that, it's very difficult for somebody to, to win a defamation suit. So I want to start oh. by saying that. Like, that's always to dispel a myth. Somebody's like, I'm going to sue you for defamation. Yeah. You can. Like, you can. Right. And it's going <laughs> to cost a lot. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying somebody won't win. It's just a slippery slope because what somebody's going to say is, I as, you know, I, I have a constitutional right for freedom of speech. And if we try to silence that, that's the, the big premise of this country, right? Mm. What do we always pride on? It's a free country. I can say what I want, right? So yeah. I first want to say that because, yes, there, there are a lot of questionable and uh, malicious statements being made. Yeah. But that's it. Can you prove the malice? It's a whole legal structure, David. So, but, <laughs> but... So the suits are for the headlines. Yeah. And when you see those, it's like, 
it's going to be really hard to prove that yeah. they've defamed your character. Yeah. So what has to go in to it for someone to win? For someone to win, you have to show that that statement was intentionally made. It was malicious. It's truthful. Um, and then there was some loss in income, right? And reputation. Hold on. It's, it's truthful. Meaning, okay. I say you do drugs. Yes. Let's just say. I If it's true, then you can't sue me. For defamation of character yep. because it's true. Because you have to tick off every single one of the criteria. If you have one out of three or one out of four, but if you have all of them, you see how difficult that is? Did you follow the uh, <laughs> Tasha K and Cardi B situation? I, I loosely know. I definitely know that Cardi B won the suit. She won. You, you, I'm sure you could probably tell me more, but I, I follow those things loosely. I can't tell you more. Okay. So, but I did follow that one because that was a big case. Because yeah. like I told you, it's so hard. It's so yeah. hard to win. So she must have said some really <laughs> reckless stuff right. to win um, because it's very difficult. Like I said, it's, it's multiple steps in that uh, um, formula to to satisfy. You have to check all the boxes off. So that means literally they could prove that it wasn't the truth. It was malicious. It actually affected, you know, some income, reputation, something that could have either affect income or potentially. But yeah, it's a whole, like, you know, I was better at this when I was in law school knowing all the right, stuff, right, but right, we sure. had to study that in torts, but it, it's a real thing. So yeah, the fact that she won and a court saw it fit to give her a judgment. But how many times do we hear that? Not See what often, I'm saying? Not often. <laughs> so when you send somebody, let's say, let's say I'm a, I'm a podcaster yeah. and my whole show is targeted at um let's say gossip yeah right it's not necessarily a bad thing even if the stuff that i'm saying is speculative Mm. because i'm talking about everybody it's not i'm just pointing a target at one person Mm -hmm. so that type of person can say whatever they want to whoever they want but if it becomes more targeted and you're saying that person can prove prove loss of income you're intentionally lying on me Mm -hmm. Um, and it affects my brand, then, yeah, it, yeah. okay, I got And you. as a disclaimer, just in case we have any um, zealous law students or lawyers that are watching this, again, I have not studied all the defamation right, sure, factors, sure. but just knowing that, yes, it has to check off, I believe they're four. Um, and just to show you, because let me tell you how it looks in real life. If somebody makes a defamatory statement and my client, I have to pull a litigator in. That's why these things aren't flowing off the top of my head. What I'm is a, trans- a litigator. Okay. A litigator. So I'm a transactional attorney. I deal with, I, I deal with the happy place where you as a client's business, we're negotiating contracts. But the minute something like that comes in a dispute and we have to go to court, that's a litigator, a trial attorney, litigator, you hear them referred to. So I have to bring them in for that, which is why it doesn't even trigger what I do because Mm. the minute that that happens, it's like, you're going to war, you're going to court. Mm. If you file, I don't go to court. I don't file lawsuits. Again, I like to think of myself as a happy yeah, attorney. For sure, for we are sure. trying to bring money in. So that is why I got to give this disclaimer. I know people I deal with, yeah, <laughs> like they're right. like, she didn't say all the factors right. It's because it, it's the job of, you know, a copyright infringement attorney, a trademark attorney, a litigator that deals with intellectual property gotcha. and those statements that will handle that. So but there are some to, boxes that need to be checked. Absolutely. For sure. And okay. they, if they were sitting here, they would tell you, but I refer those matters out. Mm, like it, uh, we it. will send a cease and desist. We would give them an opportunity to say, Hey, this is out here. We're moving immediately. Usually there's a window of time, five days. And maybe if it's so egregious or so horrible, we need that down by tomorrow. Got like, it. so there's a window of time if they choose to ignore it or they don't take it down. That's when I have to call a litigator. Got it. Sometimes 
People send over cease and desist, hoping that the person who receives it takes it seriously. But you know, even when you send it, it's like, eh, yeah, because some people are just, um, I'm trying to be PC here. Some people are just uh, ridiculous. Yeah. And they're clout chasing and they are um, banking off getting the followers, you know, build more steam, controversy. Yeah. yeah. So you have some people who really will push the envelope. Even this year, I'm seeing even more of it. Like it used to be a yeah. couple of people, but even this, this year, it's seeming like a formula. You know what I mean? To grow your brand. But David, if you see it and you watch your YouTube page. It works for them. I'm oh, not yeah. saying it's right because yeah. <laughs> I don't condone it. Yeah. You and I don't do that. But there's something to it. If you want to be known as a troll, yeah, it's your reputation. And he'll build a business <laughs> on it. Hey, man, shout out to all y'all that built a brand around it. <laughs> all right. So you are the one that's negotiating deals as an attorney. Yes. And you are working with EYL, yes. right? Uh, uh, 85 South, to name a few. Yeah. Um, I don't know why social proof ain't in the in the I little mean, let's once talk. we grow, once we get a little Come bigger, on, okay? We're gonna grow, we gonna we grow up a little bit. Um <laughs> so what are you seeing in the podcasting space as it pertains to like the negotiations yeah. and the deals? Oh, it is I have to make this disclaimer. They're four you corners. A whole attorney. Yeah. Disclaimers. Listen, for sure. they, I gotta say this. This is real. Because when I tell you people, which is humbling and daunting at the same time, people hang on <laughs> to like every word. 100%. So that's why I said it's both, you know, it's very humbling because I didn't think I'll be in a position where people want to hang on to words. Yeah. But and then it's like, you know, I worked really hard to get this license and I want to yeah. keep it. Sure. <laughs> so sure. I always you're gonna hear a lot of disclaimers. Um, but it is um, you know, you you can be as creative as you can be. I, my creativity shows up in business. Mm -hmm. So no, I'm not dancing anymore. Music has always been my muse. So the love of music made me be a dancer. Yeah. I listen to music more than I consume television and film. I say this to say because I need creativity in my life. Other people thrive from different things. Yeah. So I get creative in documents. So just because it's not there doesn't mean we can't ask for it. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Mm. <laughs> that's mm. where my creativity comes from and I'm a strategist that's a yeah. gift God gave me I can't take credit for it yeah. I can just look at something and dice it a couple of ways yeah. so I bring that into any negotiation with clients so you're in the entertainment industry and this podcasting is somewhat of still of a new medium yeah like what do you, what are you seeing in terms of like deals that are coming across the table what are people buying what are you what are you seeing from your, an attorney's perspective I'm about to give a lot of games. Let's go. Let's go. We need it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, and it's because I've been blessed to grow with my podcasters, right? Growing from the beginning with 85 South. And then I always have to say this. I have to give all, all my guys and my girls and my clients shout out. So 85 South introduced me to Earn Your Leisure. Mm. We're in a business of relationships because there's something about... Uh, being at the beginning. I like to always say one thing I loved, again, that people are around me. I hope you know it's genuine, but like I was there before all the hype. So mm -hmm. I was there because yeah. I really saw something special in every group of the individuals. And yeah. I was able to sit and talk with them and say, I don't know where this is going, but we're going to do this together. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. and look, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so I say that to say it's, we got creative together. Doesn't mean, you know, there could be pushback on any side. It just mean it. I always say it is my opinion, your choice as mm -hmm. the client, but they know I have their back. Sometimes yeah. they'd be like, okay, Amy, okay, okay. Like, cause we're yeah. ready to go in so hard, but it's, um, so like David, I have the question. No two people want the same. So it's hard for me to answer all the questions, but what I can say is their numbers. You all like, there's a movie called fill the dreams. I watched it when I was younger. Did you ever watch that movie? I 
think I remember the movie. I don't remember if I actually saw it all day. Okay, because this line is important. If you build it, they will come. Mm -hmm. And I say that all the time. Everybody's so busy jumping up and down and raising their hand. Build the foundation. Look what you did with Social Proof. You build it and they will come. There's a lot of things you can do with $500. I mean, you can have a night out with your significant other. You could buy some really expensive shoes. Well, really nice shoes are about double $500. Um, you could buy a course where you can learn something for $500. But I have something better for you to do with the $500. I want to meet with you every single morning for the rest of your life. Well, maybe not the rest of your life, but every morning, Monday through Friday, for the rest of the year. I have information and game that have allowed me to build a successful business, a successful community, and a successful life all the way around. But I want to share that with you. But the only way we can accomplish this is not me selling you a course, not me giving you a one-on-one consultation, because even with that, you'll get the information, but you'll need more. I want to meet with you every single morning. Now, would I meet with someone every morning for 500 bucks for a year? And the answer is yes. Actually, we've been doing this thing since 2017. We have what's called the morning meetup. Every single month, we have a theme, whether it's social media, whether it's motivation, whether it's strategy, whatever it is, we have a theme for the month. And every morning in that month, we have a conversation around that topic. And I am giving a wealth of knowledge, not only myself, but a lot of friends, a lot of people that you see on this podcast, they join every single week. So you need a community of people that you can grow with and you need a coach. I'm your coach. The Morning Meetup is your community. Go to themorningmeetup.com. It's $499 and I will meet you every single morning for an entire year. Give it a shot. So what does that mean? In podcasting, it's the new terrestrial radio. I say that all the time. Ad revenue sales. That's the machine, right? Like a lot of people, how do you make money? Ads. If we're talking pure podcast, and of course, you all streamline it to merch. You can go uh, from uh, do talent agreements, turn to yeah. speaker. It's a lot of other silos of revenue. But if you're talking brass tacks about money, you're going to get a minimum guarantee. Mm-hmm. Lord willing, if you sign right. a deal that, you know, you create a numbers, you're going to get a minimum guarantee, which means a set amount of money that the company is betting on you. Uh, let's say you're using... Um, I, I can't I, I can't get too close because <laughs> these are some companies that don't want. Let's just use uh, uh, Revolt. Apple. Revolt. Okay. okay. Revolt. Revolt or Apple, either one. Actually, we use two examples to show how two different deals can go. So Revolt may say, hey, I'll give you, um, you know, a 60-40 split. I like to think there's room to wiggle mm-hmm. to ask for more. 60-40 in the favor of you as yeah. the content creator. They'll take 40% for exploiting this using the platform. Here's the game I'm saying, which, like I said, I'm giving a lot of game, but I love the people. Um, You need carve-outs. What are carve-outs? They're going to want to take that when they have your podcast. They're going to want to take the audio and audio visual. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. I carve out audio. So I'm leaving a whole nother piece of pie for you to get a revenue stream audio visual. So let's say Revolt comes and says, okay, we want to give you $500,000 for your show. Split it 60-40. Yeah. When they send over their agreement, they're probably thinking, and it's just uh, hypothetical, the audio numbers and the video and the and your YouTube or whatever. And you're saying, well, no, we could take that amount of money, same split, but you don't get the video. Yeah, you have not because you asked not. Hmm. <laughs> 
Every time, <laughs> every time you ask for something, do you always get something? That's a great question. Not always. But we get more than what we didn't ask for. Yeah. Oh, that's like a proverb that's right a there. Right? Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but it's the truth, right? Yeah. If you can't be scared to ask, mm-hmm. and I'm the voice in the corner like, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. One of three things are going to happen, David. You're going to get a yes, you're going to get a no, or you're going to get a maybe, and that's negotiation. It's the dance. I like that. It's one of three answers. But what in the in the podcast again? You see deals coming back and forth, and you have some sort of idea of okay, this is how the industry is moving. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing in the industry as a whole in terms of podcasting? Hmm. Um, you're definitely going to have an ad revenue split. Now that number gauges, yeah. obviously. But I'm saying there's a lot of companies that are, are they still buying from podcasts like they used to? Um, yes. Cause okay. It, it's different than when it looked in the thick of COVID, right. Of when everybody was home and they were like content, like everybody yeah. needed something. Um, the deals were more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, I will still stand on it. If you have a product they want, I promise you they'll pay for it. For sure. I still stand behind that. For sure. I like that. Yeah. What are, and let's say for instance, a podcaster is going to take a deal. Mm -hmm. What should we watch out for? Like what's that fine print? Oh, you always, if you can, you all, again, here's a disclaimer. If you can, because some people are okay giving up. You want to keep your intellectual property. You want to. Can you explain what that means? Okay, yes. Intellectual property means, so there are four tiers of intellectual property. Again, I have to say it is the United States. You have a popular show. Yeah. It goes all over the world, so people are going to hold on to what I say yes. in the States, and yes. it's not the same thing in every country. Yeah. In the United States where I practice, you have four types of intellectual property. You have uh, copyrights, trademarks, patents, and you have something called trade secrets. And I will briefly go over the four. I don't want people's uh-huh. eyes to glaze over, gotcha. but it's important. So a copyright is the expression of an idea. You have a lot of thoughts in your head. They're just thoughts yeah. until you make it tangible, put pen to paper, you write a poem, you, we write a song together. Um, you write code to create a computer program that becomes a copyrightable work. Okay. So okay a logo, a, this conversation. Yeah. Is it covered under copyright? My guy, absolutely. When this is, it's being recorded, this is going to be distributed, disseminated, published. Those are the same words, pushed out into the world. Absolutely. Your episodes fall under copyright. You are the owner of your content. You will copyright that with the U.S. Copyright Office. Copyright.gov, www.copyright.gov. I give that website to a lot of creatives because, yes, I may make a few lawyers mad, but Mm -hmm. because I am a creative at the core. This is where it shows up. You go learn to do that yourself. Mm -hmm. You could pay a lawyer like me, all right, but I'd rather you save your legal fees Mm -hmm. (laughs) for other things, for the deals, for the trademarks, for that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Go learn how to file your own copyright because you're going to have to do a lot of it. So that website is there. You have that. You file it. <laughs> Go ahead. You file it. And then that's there. So that's copyright. Trademark. Mm-hmm. Again, the United States is www.uspto.gov. Real quick, on, on the copyright side, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I made a post uh, maybe like a last year, two years ago, because an attorney put me on this, and I think it's important to talk about. I have a videographer. Yes. And this is my podcast. (laughs) And uh, Reese is my videographer and he records it. Yep. I know where this is going. But it's my podcast. Yep. Who owns it? 
I'm going to answer it, but what was your first thought before I answered? When you first, when this what first. What I found out was he owns it. Absolutely. Well, what did you think? Well, I didn't even think about it. Somebody just told, I'm, initially you think, oh, well. It's mine. It's mine. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. me. Yeah. Again, who is recording and capturing the content? Remember I told you tangible, mm. recording, writing. The videographer, the photographer owns it until you have a release and you have language that is documented saying, I, David Shands, transfer to Amy Arefo this content for this amount of price. There has to be an exchange of income. Mm-hmm. Boom. Then that's called work for hire language. By signing this, you are not entitled to any future income royalties, whatever legal verbiage may be in there. That is when the transfer occurs. Yeah. It does not occur by default. And we've created a uh, an employment agreement mm-hmm. and it's like covered in there. Yeah. In, in our situation. Yep. But I think it's important for people to know. So let's say Kanye's documentary. Mm-hmm. The one guy, what's his name? What's the guy's name? I forgot the guy's name. I saw the genius thing, but I forgot the name. Yeah, what's, yeah. Uh, what's the dude's name? I can't remember man. his name. Yes. I saw it and I'm seeing his face yes. in the whole documentary. But he was recording yeah. all these years. Mm-hmm. He sells it to Netflix. Yeah. Do, is, he, is he entitled to have Kanye release it? That see that's hard. I'm gonna give you another legal answer. It depends. I don't know what agreement they had, because we don't know if Kanye had him sign a release. That's hard. So I don't want to make a blanket right. statement. But if because, he didn't, sign oh, if he release. didn't, it's his content. <laughs> like you, when you record it, if you record me doing so, like like let's say I was in studio, I'm just walking around. If they're interview, you're capturing images. Like if I want to use that to exploit it, usually what people do in passing. Y'all, how it really happens. Casually, I'll say, hey, David, can I use this content to push it out? Because I want people to know our episode. Okay, cool. That's fine. We're talking about people don't care until you start monetizing. Yeah, <laughs> right? So, so, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to pub it. We're going to push it out. We're happy about and excited about the interview. But that's when it matters. That's when it triggers. So, if they didn't have any formal written release or transfer of rights, because you have to transfer the rights over. You're either going to license it or you're going to outright transfer it through sale. There's one or two ways you can transfer. So if that didn't happen, yes, the person who recorded the content, that guy who we can't not remember his name right yeah. now. Oh, Cootie, Cootie, Cootie thank yeah, you. Cootie, like Cootie owns it. Cootie or said videographer or photographer who's capturing it. So if there was no, if Cootie just picked up a phone, and, I mean, a camera started recording Kanye yeah. this whole time. He can, and, and there was no agreement at all. Yeah. Like nobody talked about it. Nobody signed anything. He can take the whole documentary, sell it to Netflix, and he's in the right. And the, Kanye can't come back and say, well, this is me in it. The, yeah, that's a, I was just about to segue to say, first, he needs rights to capture your name, image, and likeness. So a lot of people casually just go ahead and do that. So they'd be like, hey, you mind if I record you? Like, Technically, you given permission. Oh. I, as a lawyer, always want to default the things being in writing because yeah. somebody will have selective amnesia. But like, I didn't say that. Then that's where lawsuits come from. Right. But the way it really happens to answer your question. Yes. Technically, let's say that he clicked, gave him a clearance to record him. Yeah. Or he's looking directly into the camera like, yo, yeah, man. Yeah. Kanye West. That's giving that's- some will argue that's consent. Right. Because mm-hmm. you're not arguing like you're not saying stop recording. We have seen people who have been like, turn that camera off like because yeah. they don't want it. Or have you ever been in a place? I'm sure this has happened to you several times where you're in a place and you're not hiding anything. You just don't want somebody to record you and take a picture. Yeah. And you're like, I'm good. 
you have not given consent. So if they use it, you can now go after them and be like, whoa, like it, it's you know, oh. right to publicity. So you see how layered it is. First, somebody has to say, it's okay to record me. Yes. If they do, and then there's no kind of formal release sign, technically, you own the content. So that's why I said it's hard not knowing each individual conversation because some people will swear they signed something and some people knowingly know they didn't and they're like, oh, when it comes out. <laughs> what if, okay, what if you recorded me mm-hmm. You're dancing, yeah. right? Getting back to your first love. Mm-hmm. I record you, <laughs> and you're looking at the camera. You're, yeah. you, it's, it's all good. You're like, yo, this is this is cool. But I want to put it out. Can you come back and say, well, I don't want that out anymore? <sighs> That's when it gets tricky because somebody, let me tell you, I, I need to be objective as a lawyer and be on the end. If I was representing myself or another dancer like myself, I would be like, I was in my zone dancing. I, I, I saw you, but I didn't see you. Yeah. Right. Like, so you see what I mean? So I can argue mm-hmm. that. And then when it comes up, like, I didn't give you authorization, but do you ever notice this goes back to that? Do you ever notice when you walk into concert halls or, or any kind of office or institution, they will have a big old release. A lot of people don't even pay attention to it by entering into this premises. You grant the rights for your image. <sighs> See what I'm saying? So if that was all that verbiage, the minute you walk in, you're giving consent. People can you say, I didn't see the sign? Ignorance is not an excuse of the law. We learned at law school. They told us that like every day. They said ignorance is not an excuse of the law. So much so I would never forget that. They literally, because we would give scenarios. Law school is a whole bunch of, I often tell people like, I I said this a few months ago. I, I say it a lot, but I said it on another podcast. I was like, law school doesn't teach you to be a lawyer. It teaches you to think in a different way than a lot of people. Mm. So they sort of break you down to build you back up to think away. And that's it. It's like, we're problem solvers. And it's like an excuse of the ignorance is not an excuse of the law. The law is still the law. How many people could claim ignorance? Then we'll have no law. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. This is good. Okay. <laughs> Copy. What? Give me, give me, like, do you have any other slippery slopes in copywriting Ugh. that you could think oh, of? Oh my Lord, David, we'll be here all day. Um, <laughs> there are so many, when I say it's layered, it could be in music. People talk about music. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. 
And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal publishing you'll hear the phrase copyright is king if you do not own your copyright rights there's nothing to talk about i literally would never forget i can't say Exactly, because I don't want somebody to come after me. Um, yeah. But it was a young artist who it was a very noticeable, um, a notable, excuse me, label. And they called, and I'm sure they weren't lying. This was probably six years ago. And they were like, this label took my song. And that song was played everywhere that summer, David. Mm. Everywhere. Probably top 10 hit. But you know what they probably did? They probably signed to work for hire and took $3,000. Mm. And you have no back-end income. When you sign anything, like you said, it's an employment agreement. The agreement doesn't always have to say work for hire. It can have language in there that's work for hire. And that's just, again, remember I told you, you transfer your rights one of two ways. You license it, mean, meaning I give it to you for five years. You pay me X amount of money, and I get it back and reverts back to me after that term. If you want it again, we got to get in a new contract and mm. do that. Or I outright transfer it and sell it to you. One of two ways. So that happened. A lot of people sign things. It happens everywhere, but I'm going to speak in the places where I've spent so many years in music and podcasting. And I see it most in music, right? It's a monster. A lot of industries are, but music industry is a beast. You would think, you would think <laughs> that like years and years and years of this kind of stuff, people would like. But the same things keep up. happening. You would think, but this, yeah. the, the same things keep happening, right? Yeah, for so, sure. So, I mean, one has to think. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, and it's kind of you kind of understand because yeah. you're you see the top line of oh, I'm about to get this amount of money, and then maybe someone explains the part of the contract yeah. that makes sense. Like I've been through situations like if you're buying a car, yeah. the person will explain to you what this section means. Yep. 
but they're not explaining what every sentence in this section means. It's giving you an overview, but it's a lot of words in there for a reason. Because people like, generally speaking, I treat it and I'm protecting you or anybody I work with. I'm treating it as you're my vested interest. The other side wants you to be blissfully ignorant. Mm-hmm. Upper hand. Man, this is good. <laughs> okay, that's copyright. Yeah. Trademark mm-hmm. is what? Trademark is social proof. Okay. A source identifier, a title, a name, the way people know how you show up on commerce. You're either selling goods or services. It falls under. One thing I like to do is dispel the myths of like things are impossible. Listen, if I can, I, I, I like to compartmentalize things. So it's goods or services, right? Mm-hmm. Things are falling. In, in, in the United States, you have 45 classes of goods and services that yeah. they recognize that could be filed. It falls under a finite amount of things, right? Gotcha. So I just like to simplify things because, you know, I don't like when people talk about, okay, what do you really mean? <laughs> you yeah. know, so, so, say, so I like to always talk brass text. So it's going to fall under that. So now... You have podcasting services. So that falls under, I'm giving a lot of great information, which is great. I'm I'm not saying it too much. I'm saying this because like, I say it a lot, which means people need to hear it. Like, so I love this. So it's um, entertainment services. Mm -hmm. And that's class 41. That's why I said I'm giving a lot. I'm actually (laughs) telling the class as well. But because again, remember I told you at my core, Education and empowerment. Yeah. I'm not trying to hide things from people. Um, so you will go there and that would be the criteria under say, okay, I have a podcast and I offer podcast services. It falls under entertainment and social proof is now identified in the United States as an entertainment service company that offers podcasting because the United States tra- um, patent and trademark office is not trying to stop you from owning your piece of the pie in a class, but somebody can't say, Oh, I have social proof podcast. Now all 45 of the classes you can come in. No, that's an oligopoly. Mm. And they will never do that. Because what is America after? Commerce, dollars, yeah. right? They're never going to no, They block. want you to win. They want you to win. They yeah. don't, they're not going to let somebody take all 45 classes unless you file it and can show actual use. But you're showing that you're one class, you're a piece of the pie. Now somebody cannot come with the social proof podcast or something. The tier is called likelihood of confusion. Mm-hmm. They cannot come and now say, I got a podcast with a similar name too. You can now send them that said cease and desist letter we talked about earlier. You can say, hey, I, I may realize that you may be ignorant to the fact that you didn't know I had a podcast. Right. But now I'm putting you on notice. Let me ask this. Yeah. I start a podcast called The Entrepreneur Show mm-hmm. in 2020. Mm-hmm. Someone starts the same show in 2023, mm-hmm. but the person in 2023 trademarks it. Oh, this is a great example. Who wins? <sighs> I always sigh because generally speaking, when they're talking about trademark law, it's common law, trademark law, that person in 2020. And then it's uh, statutory trademark law in 2023. That is difficult. One could argue the person in 2020, if they showed actual use and presence, they are the trademark owner and they can go and, and this happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Go send a cease and desist. The person might be like, well, you didn't file and I did. So see you in court. And hence, is that's the beginning of a court case. Mm. And then you got to duke it out. Now your fate is in front of a judge. So it's hard. Technically, if we're going off brass tacks, first to file. 
Right. So first to create, point? first to, so you and I, just because you didn't file it doesn't mean you haven't created a trademark or you haven't created a copyright. It's created in that moment. You start branding social proof podcasts out into the world, but you didn't protect it. But what's the point if the person, what's the point of trademarking if the person in 2020 can come back and say, no, look, I've been, I've been building this. See, but that's the back and forth that goes in sometimes in litigation. That's why the person in 2023 will win. You see what I'm saying? That's like the quality tough. of attorney. Yeah, you see that the quality of attorney, the facts, judge. Now you put your fate in the hands of somebody. Just file the trademark application. That's what I tell people. Just do it so that you have an undisputed right. You can confidently go to somebody if you did it in 2020 and you had a common law trademark, meaning you created it. Then you went to the United States Patent and Trademark Office. You could be like, try it. That's when people yeah. confidently be like, do it. Like, yeah. because you know they have no leg to stand on. And what happens is either people will go to war or, again, remember I told you these are one of three answers. Your yes is like, yes, it's undisputed. I'll back away slowly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's no, let's go to court. Or it's maybe, can we coexist? And there's something called a coexistence agreement and trademark. Mm. And you're compromised about, you play in your sandbox, I play in mine, but we make sure we don't confuse consumers. That's the gist of that agreement. And you can reach an agreement. You can get payment for that sometimes. You can do it. So again, creativity and negotiating. That's why I love negotiating. I like this. (laughs) Okay. So the, um, the person who started it, what if, what if it's someone, let's say they've been running this business for the last four years okay. in New Jersey. Somebody else starts, let's say a restaurant. Yo, I've been cooking under this name in New Jersey for the last four years. I don't have no social followers, just my neighborhood. Somebody comes up with a restaurant in California. There's no way they saw each other. And... It's just it's just so scary because even if you do the research to find yeah. nobody else using yeah. it, but you didn't know that this person in small town New I Jersey know. was doing this thing, and then you got this big company that comes up that did everything right. Do you think that that person in New Jersey, the small company, has a leg to stand on? <laughs> Depends on the big machine they're fighting. That's the real answer. Some big machines are okay, but you're hard pressed. That's why they became a big machine. You're very hard pressed for them to be like, okay, we can coexist. Yeah. Because then 10 more people will come after and say, but you let them. Mm. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying. <laughs> Dang. It's, it's, Dave, I told you, it, it's a vicious world out here. You got to be protected. See, I've, I've trademarked my joint. Yeah. Like, I mean, put it, you know, maybe somebody's waiting for 85 South to get even bigger and say, no, nope, look at all this that we used to do back in the day. But, but we have trademarks for all that looking into the camera. Right. File <laughs> trademarks. Yeah. But how did, but there, that's that's the scary part. Yeah. Because there's no there's no um, guarantee yeah. that someone hasn't been building it and they're waiting. That is very true. That it I mean, but that's the same analogy. I mean, I could give a lot of analogies. Like if we thought about all the things that could happen every day when we walked out of the door, we yeah, would all stay in sure. bed. For sure. Right? 100%. You know, it's one of those things. They're risking business. Mm -hmm. You just got to do what you're doing. You're building a beautiful platform here. Would you stop thinking about maybe somebody in Illinois did this five years ago? No, you got to do what you got to do. And deal with it when it happens. Yeah, I'll just, this is, you're right. <laughs> At the same time, a scary conversation. It is. is. Especially for the person that's not the go getter. They just, 
oh my gosh, I am going to. They will wait. crumble the minute the, yes. the cease and desist and comes. you never do anything. And it sucks, but I hope I don't sound callous when I say this. But this is why I tell people to have a strong foundation and invest in yourself and build the right team around you. But that's business, David. Yeah. Because everybody that I work with, like they have the vision, you have the vision. Like nobody's going to shake you from your vision. That's the core. That's the foundation. You have to sleep, eat, dream it, be broke. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Look for it. Be called crazy for it. So if somebody comes, you get a couple of jabs in the side. That's not going to scare you. Mm-hmm. 
right? Yeah, not not me. <laughs> exactly. Not me. Okay. Um, trademark. Okay. Yeah. Another thing. Okay. Another Somebody thing. Somebody makes your logo, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh, thanks. Paid you for the logo." Yeah. You filed a trademark. <laughs> you own the logo. Can this logo designer come after you if there's no agreement? You don't have an agreement. You don't have a release. Yes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> right? Like it's that's business. What if they start it and then you like improve it and then Ooh, that's a good question. But they will argue that's a part of the process and the yeah. final product was still a service they rendered. At your, you commissioned the service and they rendered it. So it's always just better to even if it's a quick email. I also have a real yeah. scenario right mm-hmm. now where um I had an artist create something for mm-hmm. me. It was, let's just say, a book. Okay. Not words, but the imagery for a book. Let's just say a comic book, right? And the, I, I gave him what to put on there. Mm-hmm. But long story short, he just never, like, He's never moved forward and like really completed the process mm-hmm. or whatever, but the artwork was there. So I'm taking my, my ideas for all of these scenarios and I have another artist creating it. Okay. What should I be doing right now? What if I can't even get in touch with the guy? When you all first started working together, did you have some kind of like written documentation mm-hmm. of expectations? Mm-mm. See, that's where the slippery slope stuff happens. So I would say err on the side of caution and shift it, manipulate it, change it so much that it'll be so hard for the person to argue. Like, this is my body of work. So it's whole, the artwork looks totally different. Oh, yeah. The content is similar because, like, this was my process mm-hmm. of, you know, what I wanted to be in here. Yeah. So think about a cartoon or something mm-hmm. like that. Totally different looking characters. The look and feel yeah. is different. Some of the... The storylines are the same, but we changed out some words. Mm. I'm good? Yeah, generally, yes. And and see, this gets so sleepy. The reason I'm taking a big sigh and saying that, yes, you may be good, but does not stop that person from trying to sue. We're in a very litigious society. What does that mean? People like to sue. That's yeah. all it oh, means. Sure. Like, like people just, if they think they have a land leg to stand on, they'll sue. So, like I said, if you err on the side of, manipulating the words, the artwork, everything as much as you can Mm -hmm. so that the person almost looks crazy trying to say that was me. You're like, yeah, and that was everybody else who ever had an idea about this. You know, like it has to sound like that almost in that sarcastic tone I just gave. It's like, so I would say tweak it that much that the person has no leg to stand on. So everybody that's watching this, if you have Mm -hmm. a designer, let's just say even Fiverr, Fiverr. Yes. How many of us use Fiverr? Yeah. A quick email you all, a quick text, just be like, hey, I just want to confirm that, uh, you know, by signing this over, I paid you this and I am the copyright owner. I mean, I I would like it to be more formal than that, but like if if that's all you do, just articulate that in written form so so the fiverr designers have a leg to stand on right now same thing short of let me give this short of i I, again we're all guilty you click your terms and conditions all that fine print scroll down exactly short of that (laughs) language like i don't know what that platform says by saying okay maybe us as consumers owner i don't know but short of language in there changing that narrative 
Remember the default, the person that created it yeah. is the copyright owner. My friend, oh, this is, I got these <laughs> these questions are so layered from experience. So my friend, let's say, did uh, a photo shoot for me, right? Okay. And I pay for the photo shoot, but there's not language in there that says I own these photos, but we have that transaction. But as soon as I put my picture on a billboard if there's no agreement, that photographer owns that, yes? Yes. Dang. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is nasty. Yes, yes. I want to <laughs> get the it. mic. We need a mic. Yeah. Wow. It's, this, is, this, is, <laughs> this is heavy. Yeah. This it's is just, heavy conversation. But you see why. But it starts, it triggered when I came in here. That's, you know, you fall in one or two pods. You're a consumer or you're a content creator. Yeah. And it's okay to be a consumer. We don't want to make it seem like we all consume things. Yeah. But like... What are you going to do more of? Yes. Right? And content creators protect themselves. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. This is the most important conversation in the world right now. <laughs> um, so do you got a mic yet? All right, cool. I, I got mad more examples. Yeah. So what do you, so you just say, <laughs> so a quick email of, so Something I, can, written. I Something. can do whatever I like with this with no recourse. Yeah, or I own it. The ownership language is important. Yeah. Again, you all default, you know, I've been full of disclaimers. <laughs> but it's for real. When you have that, go pay the money for a lawyer to draft you something formal and yeah. get a template, seriously, so yeah. that you know, like, it's it's legit. Yeah. And then just use that with a lot of people. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, sure. you know, oh, yeah, you have to invest in one. yourself. But if you don't do, I get it. People are starting. There may not be budgets. Write something in, to the effect of, or even if you have to Google to find language, again, I don't, you know, suggest that. But if yeah. you have to and you're in a pinch, like you have to, you're in a bind, yeah, you have to say by paying you $250, whatever the fee is, there has to be a transfer consideration, also known as money compensation. Got it. And then you have to say, I own this. Uh, you know, I own the copyright. You cannot come back for any back pay, royalties, whatever. You have to say that. Hey, this is a good conversation when Reese got questions. Because <laughs> Reese told, all right, what's up, Reese? Is, is it working out? We good? Are we in? All right. We good? All right, cool. Okay, so say... Dave has a conference. Mm -hmm. He hires me okay. to film it, but I have a team. Our, my agreement is with Dave, mm. but I have an editor. I have somebody working the camera. Okay. I have somebody on the switcher. There's like five different people. Mm -hmm. Who owns that content? It's going to go based off that agreement that you have with the, you know, let's say the third party, for lack of a better phrase, maybe general contractor or the, th the third party, right? The two of you all's businesses, as mm -hmm. business entities mm -hmm. have an agreement. So that's why those agreements are very important because mm -hmm. it covers all that kind of language. So any subcontractor person you bring is bound by the agreement you signed. So gotcha. again, I'm giving you an it depends answer because it depends on the verbiage in that agreement, which is why I say invest in working with an attorney who really does this and can ask you questions. Because what, what I have to do is now ask you and say, Hey, what's the nature of your business? What are you trying to protect? Like there's stuff that we actually have to ask. Cause remember we are problem solvers. We are mm -hmm. trying to think of every kind of diff, like type of scenario. You're not going to always get everything, but we're going to get more than the average person. Yeah, for sure. That's why it's important to lay out what that looks like. And then it's contingent upon what is in that agreement. So many layers. See what I'm saying? Gracious. I, one, <laughs> like, one more, one more, one more. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> this has never happened in the history of social media podcasts before. <laughs> so Dave, so he owns this building, yeah. right? I work for Dave. Mm -hmm. Somebody rents out the studio, yeah. but I film it. Okay. 
if I film the content that's being filmed in here, mm. who owns that content? If so, if Dave didn't have an agreement with, if there's nothing in the agreement okay. with the person that's renting it out, mm -hmm. does Dave own that content? Oh, that's a great question. Again, I know it keeps going back to agreements. <laughs> this is why it's important for you because you would now be coming in. Well, let me ask you a scenario. Would you be freelancing at that time? Would you be a consultant like on your own? You have your own company. You're doing your own rendering your own services by yourself. How this is contingent. All these facts are important. Right. Like how would you like, would you be doing that under a um, social proof podcast? Are you doing that as your own sort of 1099 consultant? Like how is that going to be handled? Mm -hmm. See the difference? Yes. Now, <laughs> I, okay. Since you're saying that, yeah. if I'm work, so if I'm working with Dave uh -huh. and I am under a salary, yeah. Any content I create, period, is that his? He told me that there's an employment agreement. I am pretty sure yeah. language is in there. If it's like, which I'm sure it's a solid agreement. Yes. Yeah. Anything you create that is created for it could be. David Shands, let's say he put language in there about, you know, if you had a David Shands LLC, you had social proof, you have mm -hmm. a couple of entities. That's why I tell people it is important to read yep. what's in. I know it mm -hmm. sounds remedial, but it's the truth yeah. because it could cover three companies. It can cover one, but based on anything you create there. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to create here. I mean, yeah. here. It so it be, has to be in this building. Nope. No. Meaning, mm -hmm. Anything created for that one platform I mentioned, or three, or however okay, many in so, the country. So if so, we have you have um, so if we could use an example. They have a company called Think Media. Okay. He has a videographer that started his own. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply podcast okay if he was under um think media as a videographer mm -hmm. and making content mm -hmm. and he was under a salary yes if he starts his own podcast does think media own that podcast? no that's why he has to now negotiate separate terms saying i'm a freelancer what i do outside of think media i own I do it at my time. You all don't own. But you can't assume that Think Media knows that. You have to actually enter into a legal agreement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So once here's, you start the podcast, here's, you would mm -hmm, have to mm -hmm. do it. So here's, here's another part. And we like, you just got to like look at the, the agreement. But there was uh, a mentor of mine worked for a company. Yeah. And while working for the company, um, he comes up with this idea to build this company. A lot. <laughs> to build, and, and it's yeah. like kind of in the music space, yeah. right? So he actually had to pay the owner of the company and yeah. a, a large amount of money to not own that because yes. anything that's created, almost like, and I have to like look at the agreement, mm -hmm. but it'll be like if we're all like podcasts creators right mm -hmm. and restarts a podcast mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that in that scenario 
I could own that podcast. If you if all, it's an agreement. yep. If you yep. all leave terms ambiguous, also meaning are not covered. Yes. That's why I tell people err on the side of caution, be transparent say, Hey, I'm about to create this thing. Yep. And I want it to be separate and have the conversation because not having a conversation is going to get you in deeper, deeper. It's a wild, this is a wild, <laughs> yeah. this is like, it, this is such an important conversation because people just don't know. They don't. You just, you have no idea. And like, they don't mean to walk into this yeah. stuff, but it's like, again, what did I say? Ignorance is not an excuse of the law. Yeah. Like you have to, you have to educate yourself. That's why you asked me, which I love. That's the premise of like, I never saw myself as a professor. I'm an adjunct professor like Kennesaw State. Yeah. Mm. But like, I never saw myself as the professor that I went to law school every day and had to listen to. Yeah. God bless them. But like, I never wanted to be that. Yeah. But you teach in different forms, platforms, mediums. Yeah. I love it. So if you ask me, like you asked that beautiful question in the beginning, it's like, that's why I'm coming from behind the shadows. Mm -hmm. I love to I love yeah. to see that light bulb go off when I talk for to people. Sure. Not that I have all the answers, but I've studied what I've done for several years yeah. and I know it and I'm specifically intentional about educating black people. Yeah, I and no I, about I think that I, that true I'm like on I'm on like both I understand both sides mm -hmm. because Kay can start a uh, media company or whatever using our trade secrets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. the argument, right? Like yep. all right, well Kay learned this stuff yep. working here and you took all of our stuff and applied it to you. But that's why without even reading your agreement and that's, you actually hit the fourth yeah. uh, uh, form of intellectual property. Trade secrets aren't protected like at the copyright, you protect it at the copyright office, U.S. Library of Congress, that www.copyright.gov website. Mm. You protect a patent or trademark, United States Patent and Trademark Office. Where do you protect a trade secret? In your contract? For contractors, for independent contractors and for employees, you have verbiage in there by saying, okay, what I learned at Think Media, um, information I obtained, I cannot now go and use that. And you usually have something called a um, you know, non-compete clause, a non-solicitation, some language in there. Mm -hmm. may have an actual phrase or paragraph called that, or the language may be in there. You all, if you've ever read agreements at the end, it says, you know, stuff everybody breezes over, headings or whatever. These headings are blah, blah, blah. Whether the heading is there or not, they are saying it is your duty to read because sometimes people will outright lay it out, say this non solicitation provision says that for one year after leaving here, you cannot reach back and work with any of the contractors or employees at think media yeah. or either somebody says, oh, I don't like that year They go back and forth and negotiate it. Um, or they'll say non compete. You will say you don't create any ideas that will compete with think media for 12 months. Yeah. That's where all that comes from. Whether somebody puts a heading or not, if it's in there, you're bound to it when you sign it. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> this is good. All right, so we got copyrights, trademarks. Trade secrets. Trade secrets. And then patents. Patents. Um, patents are layered. Um, patents are so layered that I, as an attorney, have to take a bar for the respective state. Like, I'm licensed in the state of Georgia. Those attorneys have to take that, plus they have to take a patent bar. Because it's usually somebody who mm. has what's called a hard science or math background, um, math undergrad major, um, biology, something. And mm. then they went to law school. I'm like, what crazy people did that? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so that, but honestly, because they have to read like algorithms and you have to know if depending on the patents being created, chemical engineer, like it's dense. Yeah. So I say that because not as many people create patents, but what do patents do? They protect the um, creation of a process yeah. for an invention. So the how to create this microphone, somebody has a patent for that. Yeah. 
So it's how to create that. So you, as you can imagine, it'll take somebody who has a background that can, I don't, I wouldn't even know how to code. Like, I don't mm, even know how to start yeah. that. Right. It's code It's algorithm. It's a lot of stuff that plus they're a lawyer. <laughs> so they right, know, right, right, they know right. that. So yeah. So that explains patents. It's the protection of the invention of, excuse me, the protection of the process of an invention to create like a microphone to create, um, the machine that, uh, creates pillows. I don't know. I'm just yeah. thinking about something like it creates yeah. something. It has to create something. So they are the ones who, so the lawyer read over that to make sure all the verbiage sounds good. I want to get back to trade secrets okay. before I go there. Mm -hmm. I think this would kind of fall under either copyright or trademark. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, I'll have someone who, I don't know, does my graphics okay. or something. Right. And they've been doing these graphics for a while, or they've been doing my design work for a while. And then somebody sees this episode and they're like, hold on. Yeah. I need to have an agreement with this person. Can the agreement be, was it retroactive? Meaning everything you've created for me falls under this agreement that we're talking about. Did you just like create the agreement like today, for example? Well, let's just, yeah, let's just say they watched it today. You've been working with me for last six months, creating all my stuff. But now we see this episode and we're like, hold on, I, I need protection. Yeah. But I can't calculate everything you've yeah, done. Yeah. Can at all wrap into one agreement. As long as you put the language in there. As long as you put the remember I told you It might say everything you've ever created for me or yeah. moving forward. Or you for would me. just go back and say, I know it's hard sometimes to remember the exact date you work with people, but air and maybe six months before that same from the window of let me just make up a date. January first, twenty twenty. And moving forward into present, you know, until further notice or terminated, that's how you would capture. This is so good. <laughs> this is yeah. so good. But you can't just assume because oh, we did a contract today. Oh, that means all the back, the retro. Nope. You have it to needs put it to in say there. it. Has to say it. Remember, like all this stuff is about just being clear and transparent. You're just doing it in writing. So lawyers, we have to. Talk with depending on what type of law you do. And what I, I'm in a very interpersonal, right? Entertainment, interpersonal, you engage. I hope you like to talk to people. Or, or even if you don't, I hope you're good at it and mm -hmm. can engage. And then, um, like, I actually genuinely, I hope you see, like, I enjoy these conversations, right? Yeah. So you talk to people a lot and we read and rewrite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the gist of, like, you, you have to. That's why I don't read leisure books as much as I want to. Because I got to mm -hmm. read, like, I got to right. read contracts and dense stuff. So by the time it comes, like. I don't want y'all think I don't read, but I just don't read. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read like the average leisure book because I'm reading contracts all day. Yeah. My brain, that is not a way to relax to me a lot of times mm. because I'm reading all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm reading something. I got to, I got to read an email in a different way than somebody else does. I have to read between the lines, read the black and white language and see if they're trying to do something and consider what the other side's going to do in case they're going to come for us. Your brain is always like, <laughs> wow. What what is one of the biggest catches that you caught that just you're most proud of and you're oh like, yo, gosh. they almost got us. <laughs> I got though. I got it. Like you see, I put my head back because I got right. it. Can't say the client. But but I can say, um, it was a podcast deal. And they one of the execs, uh they were they were trying to insinuate language that it was a loan that was received. And I was like, no, 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 no. I would never buy mm. my clients for that kind of money for a loan. And, um, you know, uh, I, I got I got my um, 
proverbial day in court. It wasn't court. We didn't go to court. Um, but I got mm. I got my name clear because I was like, one thing I do, and when I say as a transactional attorney, you can live with it. Like when I say I've negotiated deals for four to five months. Mm. Even about what takes long. Sometimes you're you're going hard and somebody takes a break for a week. Some lawyer goes on vacation, you do whatever, but you come back and you're going like, it's like boxing and sparring and you're in the corner taking a break. But yeah, I've negotiated deals for four to five months. So what happens in that? You live it. I would go to sleep thinking about this stuff. Is it there? I would, I I read that contract. I'm not exaggerating. I had to read that contract 20 to 30 times at least. Because it's in you. So when they said it, I confidently was like, no, I would never bind them to that. And thank God I ended up being right. That person didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> like, mm. so then imagine the exec at the company had to come apologize because you're feeding my client misinformation, which could potentially tarnish my brand because I could have gotten them into a potentially really big loan, which it was not. Mm. It was money that they were giving them off the strength of saying like, hey, we ride for you. We believe you're going to make this that minimum guarantee I was talking about. Got it. So the the language that they stuck in there was... I'll give you, let's just say a million dollars. Well, if we don't recoup our million dollars back, Mm -hmm. you're on the hook for that. If it says that, but if it says something to the effect of, yes, it's recoupable. They always want to get that money back. But in the event funds are not recouped, or let's just say it doesn't mention it. If they say they want the money back and they're coming back to take it from other places, they will. But if they don't say it, you just put language in that is tighter that just says in the event this money's not earned client said client will not owe said company any mm. additional that's how you tie the bow just yeah. so there's no ambiguity or something obviously i would say a little more eloquent than that if i was you know yeah. looking at redlining they call it redlining when you're like marking up an agreement mm. but yeah but it, again we want no ambiguity in the contract if it doesn't really address it somebody can come back but the language was so tight again remember i was dancing with that contract yeah. for months I'd gone back to make it so tight that there was no way they could have owed money. <laughs> Amy, probably, probably one of the most helpful episodes oh, we've you. ever done, so man. This was, this was uh, eye opening, and it's yeah. like it's, it makes you feel anxious a little bit because Why? you're like, because you don't, most people don't have this kind of stuff tight. But we all, like, I started my law firm, like, almost 12, July of this year will be 12 years. I mean, I'm not saying I have everything together. Like, somebody may come, somebody who's a business guru may come and look at my law firm and be like, you need to tighten up here. Yeah, right? Sure. It's, it's all the same. That's good. It's just we all study our piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. So my job, that's why I'm not a generalist. I specifically deal in entertainment with musicians and podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so with that, you're going to, you don't know everything but you've seen some things yeah. and you just try to like take that and get better and better, better with each deal. So that's all our responsibility is as human beings, right? God gives us breath. Yeah. You get up every day and try to do better today than you did yesterday. Yeah. So don't, I know you're not saying this, you're saying it more so for listeners. Don't no, be No, me too. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking back of all the people that I work with or, or paid for something. Like yeah, but you can't think about that because again, look at all you created. Mm. It took that for you to do this. Yes. For sure, for sure. Like I've been, I was broke for a long time. I failed at several things. I'm not afraid of failure, mm-hmm. right? It builds character. I know people always say build character. You're like, oh, but for real, it mm-hmm. does because it makes you fearless. 
you're not gonna stop doing this. Yeah, you may be like, oh, this person may come, but okay, whatever. Like yeah. you keep you keep chugging and keep doing what you're doing. So, but for anybody listening to this, that's like, ah, that's why I haven't started my business. Don't use that as an excuse. Yeah, for sure. For have sure. to do it. Um, I heard if you have like, and I don't I don't know if this is everybody, but mm-hmm. having the right attorney, um, like you're able to help your clients even make money or get certain deals because you are tied in with other attorneys who are looking yeah. for like yeah are, are, relationships yeah relationships. So I, do you do you like kind of dabble in that like yeah if it's without forcing it when i was they like to call us baby attorneys when you're like zero to five years right mm. right <laughs> <laughs> but um i would try to be like ah let me if it's organic then yes because it makes sense for everybody involved. Yeah. So, yeah, that that has happened and it can happen. Because, you know, attorneys talk to attorneys just like yeah. business people. like, And then and not just that, professionals. Like, you climb up the ranks with people. Mm-hmm. When you're good to somebody when they were an intern, when they become president, which is a true story. <laughs> like, I really uh-huh. love whatever company that I know. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, oh, send me some of the artists you work with. That's how casual it is. Mm-hmm. That's really how it happens. I'm only speaking for entertainment and what we do. Yeah. It's a very interpersonal, like industry and it's full of trust you can have all the credentials in the world you know that yeah. if you don't trust the person you're not working with them right for sure okay they don't matter what school they went to can you get me some money huh can you get me some money give yeah, me like yeah. a deal or something yeah, let's talk you think i'm playing let's talk after let's talk <laughs> what are we doing? yes okay let's get these cameras on now nah, amy thank you so much thank man you. this was eye-opening thank and you. like these are the conversations entrepreneurs need to have because it's very very important because we don't even think about yeah. it yeah and uh, there's some amazing, talented people out there yes. that are watching this, and they just they're they're going to get taken advantage they of are. simply because they don't know. Yeah. So I I do feel like you've accomplished your mission today. Thank you, absolutely. You. I appreciate that. Yes, Amy. Let everybody know how they can um, get in. First of all, I got one more question, real yeah. quick. What do you see yourself accomplishing in like the next five years? Mm. Um, and the reason I'm asking is because. I want to know, I want to be able to watch this mm. five years from today yeah. and say, Amy said she was going to be president of the United States. And look, <laughs> five years later, she's here. I appreciate, so. <laughs> I appreciate you speaking something that Absolutely. big in my life. I would say um, I, I'm a bit ambitious, but I think that's something about me. Um, that, you know, I, when I was younger, I used to try to quiet it. Now I'm like, whatever. I am Nigerian American. That shows up in everything I do because I grew up with the duality of cultures. So I've been quietly for the past, what, almost nine years going back and forth. So it's continued to do that and leaving like a real global impact. Everything I do is global Mm -hmm. because I was born to parents who gave up so much for my parents. I mean, my siblings and I'm the youngest of five. So for me, I can't think just the United States. So what does that look like? It's creating a global platform, which I've started now. Um, It was just a perfect segue. Creativepassport.co. I'm creating a platform as we speak because I get some of these same questions for years. People are like, what is intellectual property? What is this? How do I start? I'm like, just get off the couch. Get in the game. Get off the sidelines. Like, you know, so it's for the emergent artists who just have no resources because it's about community. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Some people like you to think that, but there's not. So it's creating a platform like Creative Passport that I pray will you know, touch people literally all over the world who mm-hmm. nobody's told them they could do it, but now they've entered a community with maybe hundreds and by then thousands of people oh, we yeah. pray that they'll be able to communicate with and um, meet somebody in Atlanta that they can collaborate with in Lagos, Nigeria. Yeah, That's I my dream. That. 
I love that, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining the show, man. Please let everybody know how they can contact you, how they can work with you, who's the right yes. person to work with you, and then take us out with a word of wisdom. Okay. So you all can um, find me on IG at Amy O. Said So, and that's A-M-Y-O-S-A-I-D-S-O. Um, and then uh, you can find me on that website I just mentioned, the new platform I'm building, creativepassport.co not .com, .co. Um, and then as far as who is my sort of sweet spot, I love, um, you know, not to gas you up, it's the truth, people like you, oh, you. who have, as I call it, skin in the game. Um, I say that because you know your value. Yeah. Uh, on the legal side, to represent one thing, and I've, I've been at the beginning with artists, and uh, one thing that is constant is uh, there's a lot of noise and all of them don't always know their value, which yeah. is the birth, you know, from your pain comes your purpose. Yeah. I've watched a lot of people be taken advantage of deals. This is why that machine of the creative passport I'm praying to build will um, service those people. But they're people like you have already impacted a lot of people who now let's go get those uh, big deals. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> let's Last go do it. That's my sweet spot because it allows us to strategize. Mm -hmm. So musicians, music producers, podcasters, that has been my sweet spot. And then those people turn into um, brand ambassadors. Um, and in the true sense of the word, y'all, people are making some good money. <laughs> like yeah. with, with companies saying, hey, for this one year term, we want to work with you. We do our carve outs, as you like to hear me say, so you, you can we can re-up on that money mm -hmm. each time. So that kind of um, creative who has some skin in the game, you won some, you got some money, you lost some money, you got some more money and you're ready to go to the next level. And um, words of wisdom, uh, I would say if it's anything is invest in yourself and um, like stop making excuses yeah. and not sound, sounding harsh. It's like, if your vision doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. I was watching one of my church services and said, that's a yes, Lord. Um, so so it's, that's what it should be. Like, write it down, put a date to it, and do it. I love it. I love it. Listen, man, thank you so much. Oh, how do they co contact you? Oh, they can contact me at Amy O Said So um, on Amy IG. O. Amy O Said So. Said and so. in LinkedIn, it's Amy Arefo. That's A-M-Y-O-R-A-E-F-O. -E and then also on my um, website for the law firm is it's AOPClawfirm.com. So any one of those ways you're going to find me. There we go. There we go. Listen, man, we can't close it out no better than that. Do yourself a favor, man. Y'all need to contact Amy immediately. If you are nervous, if you are scared, if you are shaking in your boots right now, <laughs> make sure you reach out to Amy, okay? And also do yourself a favor. Go get you some social proof, meaning go build something, build it really, really big, but then come back to your community and teach them how you did it. It's the only way our community grows. We are out of here. Peace. If you like the video that you just watched, click this one. You're going to like this one, maybe even more. Click it right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.